Welcome to episode 589 of the 1010 Thrive Podcast, brought to you by 1010 Thrive Ministries. I'm Peter Anderson. 1010 Thrive, 10 minutes a day based on 10 guidelines for abundant living. Welcome to Perspectives on Easter, our new series focused on the people who played both major and minor roles in the Easter narrative, as well as the relevant places, practices, artifacts, and traditions related to Easter. Today we will set the stage for what is to come. Easter is the annual celebration of Christ's resurrection to life after his crucifixion and death. The day is also called Resurrection Sunday. The word Easter is related to the word East, which naturally points us to the sunrise, to new days, and new beginnings. When John the Baptist is born, his father Zechariah, the priest, celebrates the fulfillment of prophecy. In Luke 1 verses 78 to 79, he says, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Another version puts it this way, Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness. Giving light to those in darkness. Malachi was the last prophet of the Old Testament. His message included more details about the person who would announce the ministry of the Christ. Part of Malachi's prophecy included references to sunrise, the imagery of the sun rising over the horizon to touch earth with light and warmth symbolizes the arrival of the Savior. John the Baptist is not that light, but he clearly draws people's attention to Jesus. John chapter 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Like most holidays in our secularized context, Easter has lost much of its power and significance in our culture. For many, it has become nothing more than a day for eating lots of food and maybe going to hunt for dyed eggs, wearing hats, or perhaps having a family gathering. For some, it might mark the start of spring and celebrate the rejuvenation of nature and the greening of the grass. But for Christians, Easter is about a metaphorical transition from the darkness of a winter marred by sin to the brightness of a spring of salvation. Easter means that our greatest enemy, death, has been conquered. Easter means that our sins are forgiven and we are made right with God. Easter means that Christ is truly the King and Victor, seated according to Ephesians 1 verse 21, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked. The meaning of Easter is that Jesus is the Lord of new beginnings, new days, and new lives. Easter means that the incomprehensible great power of God was on full display at the garden tomb where Christ lay. That same great power that raised Christ from the dead now works in us who believe. The meaning of Easter is that God can move mountains, split seas, restore life, and roll the stone away, whatever is inside that tomb in our lives. Easter means the poor in spirit will possess the kingdom of heaven, the mourners will be comforted, the meek will inherit the earth, the seekers of righteousness will be filled, the merciful will find mercy, and the pure in heart will see God. The meaning of Easter is that the promises of God come true in Christ. Easter means that we can proclaim 
good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind. We can set the oppressed free and announce the year of the Lord's favor. The meaning of Easter is that the gospel, God's emancipation proclamation, is to be heralded far and wide. Good news is meant to be shared. Easter means that love is stronger than death. According to Song of Solomon 8, verses 6 to 7, love burns like a blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. It was for love that God gave his one and only Son. It was for love that Christ died on the cross. It is for love that the risen Lord intercedes for his children. Easter is fraught with love. Easter means there is hope for us after all. As Jesus said in John 14 verse 19, Because I live, you also will live. Still, the essence of Easter is a journey from darkness to light. Jesus emerges victorious and glorious on Easter Sunday after languishing in the darkness of the tomb. On Good Friday, the disciples are shrouded in the darkness of despair. Yet on Sunday morning, they are filled with a light of joy and happiness. God sends angels to release his son from the tomb, and their brightness overwhelms the Roman soldiers who are on guard. For millennia, the earth was held hostage by the darkness of an enemy, a fallen angel. But on one Sunday morning, the light of the world conquered death, prevailed over the grave, and redeemed fallen humanity. The journey from darkness to light is indeed the movement of all of salvation history. We see it exemplified in that first Passover night, when the Lord came to the rescue of his people Israel, liberating them from slavery in Egypt and setting them on the path to the promised land. It was at night that the angel of death went through Egypt, striking down the firstborn, but sparing the Israelites whose doorposts were marked with the blood of the Passover lamb. Weeping was heard throughout the night, but joy came in the morning. The people were free. For the next 40 years, the Lord would guide his people through the Sinai desert by a pillar of fire, the sign of his providential presence. Yes, even in the darkness of the wilderness, God's light was still there. For the next six weeks, we will examine Easter from a variety of different angles. We will explore a variety of different responses to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. We will get inside the heads and hearts of disciples, soldiers, temple officials, bystanders, even criminals. We will rely on the word, on extra-biblical sources, and on our imaginations to try to weave together these various perspectives. But through it all, we'll be hoping to guide people in a journey from the darkness of sin, the darkness of selfishness, the darkness of ignorance, to the light of truth, 
the light of redemption, the light of salvation. Our journey toward heaven, the true promised land, is one of walking from darkness into light. Just like those ancient Israelites who were wandering in the Sinai desert, we too can regress during our pilgrimage in the desert of this world, doubting that God is guiding us there and instead doing things our own way and fabricating our own false gods. This always draws us back into the darkness and brings more darkness into the world. The answer to the one who has never followed the Lord and the one who may have fallen away is to follow the true pillar of light, moving away from the night of this world to the day that never ends, the day of the Son of God. Tomorrow, we will hear from one of the characters in the Easter story, Nicodemus. Father, help us to walk always as people of the light, worshiping you as the one true God and helping others along the way so that they may arrive safely to our true and eternal promised land, your heavenly kingdom. That's our episode. Remember that God calls you not only to live, but to thrive. Live life to the full today.